Welcome to the Crossroads Podcast, a podcast where we expand the conversations from Crossroads, a weekly gathering of college and young adults out of Olive Baptist Church. Through the lens of scripture, we discuss some hot takes on the challenges young adults may face concerning faith, apologetics, theology, and hashtag adulting. For more information, visit olivebaptist.org slash young adults or follow us on social media. Well, what's up, podcast world? We are back in the podcast studio with the amazing Anna Grace Carrick. Hey, y'all. I think it's pretty wow, cool. Wow, you sound that... excited to be here. I, <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I It's because I've gotten good sleep in the last couple of days. That's good. So I feel like... Did you miss good. the sarcasm? I was saying that you didn't sound excited. Ah. <laughs> I like how you took that as like a, oh yeah, I am really excited. I, my voice just cracked, so there's that. So there, that's what I get from making fun of you. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is our fearless leader. Oh, the voice cracker. Hunter. Always right over here. Takes it to the next level, man. I walked into a room the other day. <laughs> And like try to like bark a command and it it wasn't like like I just was like, Hey, can someone do this? It was like a couple of Tuesday nights. And like my voice just cracked like a twelve year old. Like Arr! I think it was a Nathan Granger actually, so That's funny. it was humiliating. But you know. Things happen. A, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just you know, a little humility, yeah. you know. <laughs> That's what happens when you uh decide to crack the whip. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> humility. <laughs> It's a good, it's a very good trait. <laughs> well, guys, um, I have to admit, like, on air, this, like, I've changed. And if this is not, like, the power of God, then I don't know what it is. But Whoa. I haven't had coffee in a month. Wow. What is that? Wow. It's yeah, crazy. Is that? This is chai, so. Ah, no caffeine in there. Okay. okay, so I haven't been completely off of caffeine, so my saving grace has definitely been like matcha lattes okay. and chai, but. I'm really proud of you. Change is possible, 30 days guys. of no, but like are you. No coffee. Coming back to it at some point, or is this a new I don't way know, I life? might just use it as a social drink. No, I'm just kidding. Well. <laughs> yeah. Honestly. Actually. Um, no, it's been great. Honestly, so I mean, that's the the that's personal huge. testimony right here. I'm proud of you, but <laughs> you at the same time, I'm like, I do not feel compelled to do the same. I, <laughs> I go through phases when I like cut it yeah. out and bring it back. Yeah, I just want to almost see like how long mm-hmm. because I mean, you made coffee the other day at your house, and it smelled amazing, and I definitely miss it. But at I the know, same time, I was shocked that you didn't. But now it makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So. I mean, that's an encouragement for everyone out there. You People can, can change. Mm-hmm. I had a really good cup of coffee this morning. I'm it happy wasn't for you. that good. It was just I just brewed it <laughs> overnight. Pour over? No, it was just in the pot at home. Pot. Was it specialty coffee from your travels? No, it or? was community coffee. Oh, okay. Just, uh, it was. It was. We're on a budget. <laughs> Sam's Club. Coffee. Nice. Nice. So, it tasted good. It I did mean, the job. Drank it. You're here. It, yeah. it fueled you to get here, so yes. this is good. But yeah, I've I've gone without coffee. I think once for like three weeks. I did a similar challenge. It hurt. It was really good to do it. I'm not feeling compelled to do the same. <laughs> it's okay. You That's don't have okay. To be compelled to. You know what, what helps you function as a human being? It's yeah. Great. It was just. It was a dark three weeks. There was a lot of pain. <laughs> A lot of Advil being taken. Yeah. So. It was definitely Did the you have first 
headaches? The first two weeks, mm. um, it wasn't terrible, but at the same time, there was this like underlying like fog, and I still can't go without like a tiny bit of caffeine. Mm-hmm. Um, I did the other day, and I was on a video shoot with Harrison. I think it was during VBS. Yeah, actually, it was during VBS, and I was like, this was a bad idea. This was a terrible idea. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I can't quit completely cold turkey, but Are we're you sleeping here. better? You know, no. I think my sleep has been fine. I think it's actually, like, to be quite honest, it's like, like, anxiety has been way lower. Really? Since not drinking coffee, so... Mm-hmm. What do you do for the like the nice hot drink in the morning? Well, though? it's been so hot. Wrap your hand around the mug. That I've been making iced stuff anyways. Like even this period, I would be making iced coffee. Like even living in California, this is the time of year I'd be making iced coffee, and I love hot drinks in the morning. So, mm. um, until we get to the like colder season, like ice stuff to is okay. It. Yeah. I, I want to see how long you can I go. I miss the method, like definitely getting up in the morning and like, you know, making it, and it's just like me and Jesus and the art of coffee. The classic you know? T-shirt, you know, Jesus, me yeah. and coffee, or don't <laughs> talk to me before coffee. coffee and a whole lot of Jesus. <laughs> yeah, I love the ones that just are like, don't talk to me before I've had my coffee, and I'm like, okay, so you're just embracing selfishness and <laughs> anger and sin nature. Absolutely. <laughs> just yes. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> but see, I'm I'm an atheist before I drink coffee. Yeah, that's pretty much kind of the <laughs> I mean, I pretty much feel like that's what people say. An agnostic in the second cup, right? Yeah. And then you're a Christian by the third cup. That's and what I've, we I've used heard to tease. That's like the thing with being hangry, too. <laughs> just just enable my sin nature. Anyways. Yeah. All right. Well, I think you could do it, Tim. But, you know, whatever you can do, I can do better. So Wow. Anything you can do, I can. Wait. <laughs> I just ruined that. Stop. Yeah, I'll, maybe if I feel <laughs> extra committed. Segway into, we're talking about different genders continuing our series, and that was a short quip towards, what is that, a Broadway play? It's Annie Oakley. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you guys are, speaking of anything you can do, I can do better. Have you guys played the board game Battle of the Sexes? Have you seen that before? I have. I've never played it. Okay, I'm just kind of curious about it. Just kind of made me think about, you know, because on the cover it looks like it would be a interesting game. Maybe we should add to the roster. Play it as part of the podcast. Yeah, Yeah. have to have a game night. We should actually. That'd be pretty fun. But um, (laughs) (laughs) let's pull out our calendar. (laughs) (laughs) Trailing (laughs) rabbit trail off of that. Um, We are continuing our conversation on gender, and today we are kind of looking at um, just kind of the two pole opposites. Mm -hmm. Honestly, of you know, we're seeing in culture um, a perversion of gender. Last week we talked about um, you know homosexuality we talked about um just the perversion and the confusion that surrounds Mm -hmm. gender roles and kind of what the bible says about that but then today we kind of wanted to look a little bit more at the nuances of like what culture is saying and um just kind of the subtleties of like feminism and toxic masculinity and just how these conversations are evolving as well as like some of our own growth journeys that we've seen looking Mm -hmm. at this topic Mm -hmm. so um Honestly, to kind of kick it off, let's kind of look at what um, 
what different messages are just coming towards us in today's culture. Um, now we're not looking so much as like the confusion of genders. Mm-hmm. I think um, before we hopped onto the podcast, Tim made a really good point of saying, now we're looking at what culture without the Bible is idealizing mm-hmm. um, for this gender conversation. So yeah. what you guys thinking? What's going through your minds on this topic? Yeah. I mean, I think I think a lot of times gender becomes weaponized, and I think in a second we'll probably go through maybe bad extremes that we've seen in our own stories. But I think there's a lot of like kickback mm-hmm. to what's going on um, in the messaging. So I, I think on the male side, there's a lot of this desire, at least the young men that I minister to, and, and they're getting a lot of messaging that would kind of idealize. Um, a really, really strong man, which I think is good, but a lot of mm-hmm. times what's happening with that is the morality and the ethics of that um, are, are really harmful. I think of a guy like Andrew Tate. A lot of mm-hmm. young guys mm-hmm. love him. I guess he's the most Googled man on the planet. He himself says it over and over again. Jeez. And I actually spent a lot of time listening to him recently just to kind of like, um, like, okay, like, and it's interesting because I was I have a, a group of guys I meet with and I ask, have you guys heard of Andrew Tate? Every single person had, you know. So he, he's pretty prevalent. And it's very interesting because he's basically pushing back against all this liberal ideology. Mm-hmm. And some of what he's saying, you go, okay, that's good. Like he'll, he'll be like, man, men need to be strong. They need to be providers. They need to do. And you're going, okay, this is, this is really good. This is, I can get behind this. And then you're like, but don't you have a webcam business? Like, <laughs> like he's got a multi-million dollar webcam business. It's, and, you know, it might be legal, but from a Christian ethic would go, okay, that's one of the core aspects of masculinity would be that you honor, protect women. And mm-hmm. we would say porn industry is not doing that. Yeah. Um, and so, so that's just like one from, I think, the, the manhood side. Because I think guys are frustrated because mm-hmm. they feel like they've been told stop being kind of unique as a man yeah and i think as a church it's really helpful for us to listen to that and then direct people into the bible what it says and um and other voices can be helpful but i think we've got to look at like okay here's this voice what are they saying as a whole what is their life mm-hmm. paint mm-hmm. and is this really someone you want to start patterning um how you kind of hold forth your gender after yeah it's really good. Do you want to maybe give one from like the women's perspective? Yeah, I think when I first heard of feminism, it was really just like, or for me at least when I looked at it, it was just independence and being able to like yeah. function alone, I guess, or by yeah. yourself. Um, but if we look at the roots of it, it was it really started as just women's rights and being having the same equal opportunities, and now it's turned into like not needing men at all mm-hmm. and. And Grace, we talked a little bit before this, but they're not being any gender whatsoever. Yeah. Um, and so not just you're on equal playing field. So there's no uniqueness about being a woman. Mm-hmm. It's There's no gender at all. Right. Yeah, for sure. Um, which I think um, is a really good thing to touch on because... Um, like you were saying for Andrew Tate, mm-hmm. it's like there are hints of like truth and things that kind of tickle our ear that sound good. Mm-hmm. Um 
as relating to gender. So for feminism, it can sound more like, okay, well, equal opportunity, mm-hmm. um, men and women need to be treated equally. Um, but women matter. Right. Like, mm-hmm. That's kind of like where it started initially. It was like, yeah. hey, maybe they can vote, you know. Like, right, <laughs> right. <laughs> they're not property. It's like, oh, but this no, is awesome. Exactly. You know? right. Yeah, mm-hmm. like, um, you know, and there is, you know, the abuse of women, mm-hmm. you know, absolute things that we, you know, stand up against, you know, for mm-hmm. sure. But I think um, more of the modern conversation and talk mm-hmm. um, that is being pushed is um, if you follow to the logical end of like, well, then, you know, women are just as equal as men, if not better, if not you know, then we need to completely eliminate gender. We need to completely eliminate the social constructs of what it means to be a woman Mm -hmm. or man. We need to reduce it to what society tells us. And if we can be more than society, we can play God. And Mm -hmm. it just, it Mm -hmm. goes to a very sticky, messy end um, that we just need to be aware of how modern feminism kind of is presenting itself. Right. Yeah. Well, and how do you guys see both of those extremes? Like, I mean, we both grew up in different types of churches. But in your experience, like, how have you seen that trickle down into the church, maybe? Or have you seen that trickle down? Because I think think it's important for us to to think about, like, I don't think the majority of guys that I know own webcam businesses or fourth-wave feminists, you know, but I do think the trickle-down effect, and I know we were talking beforehand, like there's things we've seen, very harmful effects of what happens mm-hmm. when you start down this this gender pathway in a way that's not rooted in God's design and, and mm-hmm. scripture. Well, I think when you, it kind of normalizes it a little bit. So you maybe are following, maybe as a guy you're following kind of the ideology of Andrew Tate and what he believes on masculinity um, mm-hmm. But then you see the other parts of his life, and he owns a webcam business that highly sexualizes women, and yeah. um, mm-hmm. and so it kind of normalizes that a little bit, and then that's going to trickle down into how maybe that seeps into what their life and what they see as okay because okay I'm following this, um, and not to pick on guys in that there's yeah. things that we could say about feminism as well. I but. feel picked on. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um, yeah, and then for for feminism, I mean, you see, like, this hard anger or bitterness mm-hmm. against mm-hmm. very, um, very good, pure, I mean, comes from God um, roles of men and women in the, mm-hmm. in the church. Um, yeah. I think for myself, because I did not grow up in Baptist circles, um, a lot of these conversations, to be quite honest, and growing up in California, like, I, I didn't grow up with these ideas. I mean, mm-hmm. it's kind of like, oh, okay, like, yeah, men and women are equal. Like, we all have equal opportunities and, you know, like, but I, I think, um, and we'll probably get into this um, and more podcasts coming out here, but just, like, maybe roles in the church, those are the ones that I'm mm-hmm. starting to go more to the Bible of, like, oh, like... Mm-hmm. These are like very specific roles that God intended and yeah. that are good. Yeah. Because that was God's designated design. Yeah. Yeah. And I think there's like, for me, I always think about, you know, our, our culture swung in such a way where it's, you know, 
guys are studying a girl. It used to be accepted. Like, man, you pay on that first date. Suddenly it's like, wait, is that even, are you mm-hmm. speaking? Mm-hmm. Like, man, yeah. I make just as much money. And it becomes very, you know, it becomes very tricky when you don't have a basis. And then I think what people do is they go, man, like, there's something in me that um, on either side. Right. I, this isn't right, I know, but I don't have words. I don't have a good enough scriptural framework. Mm-hmm. Right. So then they latch on to something, you know. Mm-hmm. Right. And then next, you know, next thing you know, they're off. And, and I was thinking as you guys were talking, like, all of these things, you know, are accounted for under the Christian worldview. You know, mm-hmm. uh, Ephesians 5, for example, you know, the, if you look at ancient codes of marriage, right, mm-hmm. around the time where Ephesians is written, which... In our culture, that is one of the most controversial things ever written, where it says, mm-hmm. husbands help your wives, wives submit your husbands. Right. Uh, the other ancient codes didn't refer to wives. They Correct. just basically told husbands, keep your wives in line. Yeah. So scripture dealt with the whole honoring women thing mm-hmm. way before. First yes. Peter 3, 7 is a, is a passage that I, I have, like, pray almost every morning just the way I relate to my wife. Is It says, honor your wife as the weaker vessel. Mm-hmm. So right, <laughs> right there, it's like yeah. controversial <laughs> for our culture in both ways. Yeah. One is like, man, you do need to show honor to your wife. And it's like, wait, it just called her a weaker vessel. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And obviously that doesn't mean less valuable. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's all these aspects where scripture is going to hit both of the ways that culture starts to go off a cliff on both sides. Mm-hmm. And it's going to confront both of them. I think of another thing is guys love some of these voices because it's like, get a job, make money you know, be a man, provide for a woman. It's like, bro, First, Second Thessalonians 3.10 said thousands of years ago, if anyone's not willing to work, let them not eat. You know, like, mm-hmm. like scripture mm-hmm. spoke into these issues. Yeah. Um, but what happens is we start to run after and then we almost have a package deal when it's like, oh, man, now. Um, and it's something I, I was talking about, just something that, that frustrated me so much is, and I, I want to hear Andy Grace weigh in on this, mm-hmm. this whole like sexual abuse epidemic thing that's happened, mm-hmm. even within the church, I think has a lot of tie-ins to the way that we view gender on really both sides. Um, so what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I want well, to come from a background of like before... I worked here at all, or I work here at Olive. I worked with the NACI project that helps survivors of human trafficking. And so seeing and hearing some of the worst of the worst Mm -hmm. um, stories of how women are abused and used as property um, and used as just something to um, make money from, or um, that's a hearing like, Um, hearing guys like being okay with listening to the ideologies of Andrew Tate and what he's presenting, which is some of it's great. Like we want, we want guys to lead and we want strong men and we Mm -hmm. want them to, um, to be passionate about what they're, they're doing. Um, but to see the, his other, the other side of his life, which is a webcam business that, um, where he has abused women and put them in front of a camera to just make money off of them. And, um, to see that normalized is kind of like sickening and Mm -hmm. super hurtful. Um, because I've heard the stories of women just like the Mm -hmm. ones that he's been abusing and, um, 
And yeah, I don't know if I answered your question with that. Maybe that just kind of gave background of where I'm coming from. But um, I think it's super important that we have these conversations and yeah. Yeah. I don't know if I answered your question. No, you you totally did. And I I guess a follow-up would be, I think it's, I think we see clearly from the guy's standpoint, this harmful view. And even if it's not like a webcam business, one of the other things you see a lot of these guys is they're, they're trumpeting all these values. And then you look at their life and it's like, they're, they're in their thirties, not married. They've had dozens of partners, Mm -hmm. kids from different families. Yeah. And they're like trumpeting pseudo traditional values because they're against like homosexuality things. And it's like, no, just because they're saying some right things, like this is still a very broken, mm-hmm. broken view of what it means to like love and protect women. You know, being a serial, you know, yeah, <laughs> abuser. Well, and that kind of comes back down to like we've had conversations before about like cultural Christianity. Mm-hmm. I think you know we have that idea of like what does it mean to be a Christian in America, and and this is a lot of stuff that I'm kind of dissecting right now mm-hmm. as well, where it's like we see you know people where it's just like oh well you know they vote for the right things and they you know are family oriented mm-hmm. and you know they. You know, like very stereotypical, like American family that is Christian, you know, Mm -hmm. because Christians, you know, like America is a Christian nation. Like, and I'm not like trying to disregard any of that stuff. I'm just saying like cultural Christianity doesn't always line up with the Bible. Like just Mm -hmm. because you are promoting like, yes, like I am protecting and providing for my family. That is a cult, that is a Christian principle. But mm-hmm. if it is not, if those messages are not rooted in mm-hmm. biblical authority, yeah. then it's still we're missing the mark. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I also think too, like what you were saying, Anna Grace. Um, since you worked for a nonprofit that helped um, victims of sexual exploitation, mm-hmm. like you have seen the front lines of like the inversion of the created order right. where I think of like what Kevin DeYoung says in men and women in the church, like men who abuse malign or mistreat women sin, not just as human beings, they sin mm-hmm. in violation of their calling as men and our fallen world should be helpers can become hindrances and even worse should be protectors become oppressors. Mm-hmm. Yep. 100%. And that is, that's a, cause we want to have this conversation cause we, we're not just going to say, okay, homosexuality is wrong, you know, right. Mm-hmm. Transgenderism, like there's ways to twist and abuse. Sorry guys. My phone is going off. Mr. Popular. Um, getting pictures from my wife with my son. So that's I love cool. it. That's mm-hmm. awesome. That can be a lot. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, but then Whenever we, like, lose that base of yes. God's design and that what he's revealed, things get weird because then you've got women speaking out against men who are over-sexualized who are also weaponizing their sexuality. Right. Mm-hmm. And we see that. And that is, like, mm-hmm. no one wants to talk about that anymore. But I think it's important for us to realize, like, go look back at the last 10 Super Bowl halftime shows, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. men and women. And tell me that that is a helpful way to stand up against men who are abusing women. Right. So that's the tricky part is because now men men will abuse their power. And then on the other side, we see women in, in the name of empowerment, again, going way off right. the beaten mm-hmm. path of what God's revealed. 
And it just turns into a cyclical nature. And then we kind of see it, it drip down in, into the church um, where and guys and girls just don't really know how to act with each other. You know, that's kind of yeah. like the, the ramifications. Mm-hmm. You know, um, God forbid we have any guys coming in trying to run businesses and all, you know, that's a whole. But then, like, mm-hmm. there's, like, the just the way it kind of works itself out is, like, guys are trying to follow Jesus, girls are trying to follow Jesus. And they just don't quite know how to react. They're like, can I hold mm-hmm. the door anymore? Like, mm-hmm. Can I say thank you to this guy? Like, is it still okay for guys to pursue girls and mm-hmm. dating? Um, what's weird? What isn't? And I think, you know, there's answers to all those things, but it needs to come down to what we've been trumpeting over and over again. It's like, what are you starting with? Mm-hmm. If you mm-hmm. believe God's design is good, you believe what that Jesus is the embodiment of perfect man, and God in human flesh, mm-hmm. it's going to give you categories to, like, if you're a guy from my standpoint, like, if you're following Jesus, you wash feet, you serve, you care, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. flip over some tables, suffer, take responsibility. So it, it, it's showing all these different sides of what it means to be a man where you're not just pigeonholed into, like, a a very harmful spot. Mm-hmm. Um, so... And I think stepping into the beauty of our distinct roles as women and then as men is going to be really countercultural to what our thinking is. Yeah. And so it's going to it's gonna cause those thoughts of like, oh, he opened the door for me. Should I like be like, no, I can open the door for myself? Or can I just step in and be like, okay, no, he's like, he's being, he's stepping into being masculine as he's supposed to. And so I'm just going to walk the door and say thank you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or, um, And so it's okay to be a little hesitant and think through and then be like, okay, now I'm going to step into the beauty of that. Well, and and the perfect thing, what we're aiming at is unity in the body Mm -hmm. and to Mm -hmm. reflect Christ in the church, right? So all these things start to matter when they cause, and we'll get into this probably the next couple episodes, but just to kind of give you a Mm -hmm. teaser, as a young adults minister talking to guys, girls, here's what I hear. 10 out of 10, well, let's be honest, I don't want to line up how to guess, 8 or 9 out of 10 times. If I talk to women about the way that we handle the church, it goes like this. You need to have more stuff for women, you need to care about them more, you need to show that you're caring. Mm-hmm. And I say yes and amen. Like, mm-hmm. you need to give them opportunities to serve, you need to make sure you're, boom. If I talk to guys, it goes, um, you need to actually care about guys more, you need to teach us what it means to be a guy. It, it's the exact same. Both are going... Mm-hmm. It's this clash, you know, and then what I try to do is I, okay, there's truth to both of this. I think guys need to be trained up what it means to be men. I think Mm -hmm. women need to be honored, showed respect. Mm -hmm. But um, if I simply run after one of those because I'm like, I'm going to raise a man or I'm going to be like, I'm going to be Mr. Empowerment of Women. Like it's going to go very off track and then it's going to lead to more unity and division. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. No, 100%. I think um, I just love what you said that we both like we both like both gender struggle with sin, with the Mm. fallenness Mm -hmm. of we are approaching the idea of gender in a fallen state. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, So we have to go back to the Bible Mm -hmm. and there are going to be things that 
I think because of culture, like you said, Anna Grace, it's just going to rub you the wrong way. And you have to sit in those hard places. Um, Because I do think like, okay, so here's a subtlety that I have noticed in myself that it's like, you know, we're, we're always bashing like, okay, men shouldn't objectify women of like, you know, they're going like, a, you know, a nice Christian guy going into a young adults group. And then it's like, who's the prettiest girl out of the, you know, like pack to start, mm-hmm. you know, strike up a conversation yeah. or start dating or whatever. Like that's a subtlety of like, okay, maybe that's not stepping into like what it means to yeah, be a man. Up cardboard things with numbers out of 10 right for the record i don't advise that it's not helpful right but it's i mean it's the same like i'm gonna give you guys a secret it's the same for women we Mm. objectify guys Mm -hmm. all the time when you walk into a room and go like okay who's the you know nicest looking guy or like the most charismatic guy in the room Mm. of like okay i want to have a conversation with them and like start dating them like it's just innately our sin nature that does not respect, does not elevate the Mm -hmm. other gender. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think like having that mindset and goal to be renewed and to be transformed by the word of God to Mm go, okay, I view each like the opposite gender as someone who is like on the same journey of becoming more like Christ. Mm -hmm. And like, what can I do in a friendship or in, if you're dating in a relationship or if you're married, like what can I do to step beside them and like champion them towards Mm -hmm. Christ? Mm -hmm. I guess maybe just a closing encouragement is like watch TV, read books, hang out, watch commercials, (laughs) (laughs) go to concerts with your Bible open. Yes. Metaphorically speaking, like, Mm Just, you guys are smart, you're intelligent, like, you're leaning into following Christ. It's not like, I don't think you need, like, a set, a code of, like, act this way if you're... Uh, but I just think going, okay, there's there's different cultural things coming in right here. And uh, I'm not going to, like, go lock myself in a room and, like, only watch Little House of the Prairie. Or whatever, you like. Tried that. Yeah, I mean, it was good for like a season. Then we, we moved. To the I was shows. like, wait, 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 wait. Aren't you just outing yourself? Yeah, right yeah, now? yeah. Wait, yeah. Wait, wait, wait. But like, like we're not asking you to completely like retreat, or mm-hmm. we're also not asking you to become like cultural warrior for either side. Like, yeah. just lean into faithfulness to Jesus mm-hmm. with your Bible open, and just kind of have your eyes open, you know. Mm-hmm. And then, like, then when you get your eyes open, scripture prayerfully. Then start thinking about, okay, even like in Crossroads, you know, you're an old group. Okay, how am I relating? And, and and I think we all, if we're honest, if we sat down, like what I mentioned when I sit down with 10 guys or 10 girls, there's a little bit of resentment, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And one, talk to leaders about that. That's okay. We can help you work through that. Mm-hmm. But two, like take a moment, like Grace said, and be willing to be uncomfortable and go, um, okay, is this resentment because I don't think scripture is being followed and Jesus is being honored or is this resentment mm. because I've got a certain cultural ideal right. I want to place on the church mm. and I guess what I'd say to close is like if if as you're studying scripture and as you're leaning into thinking about gender if you're never uncomfortable you're probably being deceived mm. you know you mm. probably should be confronted on both sides right. mm-hmm. as you step into that journey yeah that's really good. All right, guys. Well, 
I think we will see you next time on the Crossroad Podcast. What are you doing to the mic? I heard it. Man, Tim was just done with this. Just start slapping the microphone. Okay. We'll see you next time, guys. See you guys. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Crossroads Podcast, where we expand the conversations from Crossroads, a weekly gathering of college and young adults out of Olive Baptist Church. We are big about building radical community by keeping it real and conquering those hot topics young adults may face. Be sure to hit that subscribe button so you never miss a beat. And to find out more, visit olivebaptist.org slash young adults.